Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of Missing Wires. My name is Alex. Jose is here too, and this is uh, episode number seven. Episode seven. I'm going to go ahead and silence my cell phone now. <sighs> Please silence your cell phones. Please silence your cell phones, <laughs> but keep your volume high enough so you can still hear us. Hope everyone's having a lovely day today, wherever you are, whenever you are. Whether that's in the year 2023 or maybe you're hearing this sometime off in the, in the faraway future. Could be 2024 by now for you. Yeah, maybe it's 2025. Yeah. Well, whoever you are, this is The Missing Wires. Today, we're going to talk about expectations and boundaries. We're going to get a little bit specific. We're going to get a little bit personal. We're going to get a little bit philosophical. We're going to kind of cover all the bases if we can, dare I say. Jose... You want to uh, dive into some of your initial thoughts, or I guess what's the first thing that comes to mind when you just hear the subject expectations and boundaries? Absolutely. I personally have had, just like with many of our other topics, a lot of struggles with this. I'm going to turn these headphones down. I'm not hearing them on my side. But it's something that I never, ever did growing up. Like my whole life, I was just like, okay, I'm just like, I'm just me. I'm just doing this. I'm doing that. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, I'm just hanging out. Like, yeah. Same. I, <laughs> Same. I don't think I really understood like the concept of, of setting boundaries or like having any sort of expectations. And, and even now, it's something that I don't really have a lot of. I don't expect a whole lot yeah. um, out of the world or out of people. It's more of my own personal expectations that I have for myself. And, and I think that plays a lot of it, a lot into it as well, because when I start having these personal expectations for myself, then sometimes I can feel a little bit resentful or let down or even get burnt out with other people that don't tend to meet those expectations either for themselves or for me. And it might not be something that I'm like vocally like, Hey, I need you to do this and you're not doing it. And now I'm upset. It's more like a subconscious letdown of like, Oh, like this person's not doing this and I'm frustrated with them and I don't really know why. But then when I take a step back, it's like, Oh, like I'm kind of setting unspoken expectations on them right and that's not necessarily fair to them yeah and i guess to answer your question more succinctly it would just be how i view my personal relationships with others and how i can make those relationships better yeah. and how we can build mutual respect for each other based off of both of us clearly communicating our own expectations and our own boundaries and, and what that means to you in that relationship with that person. Cause it's going to be different in every single relationship. Totally. Yeah. What about you, Alex? What does that mean to you? What does it smack you in the face with when you hear that? <clears throat> Definitely a lot of, um, 
what you just said, um, having to do with interpersonal relationships and expectations within those and boundaries within those. I think the expectations part is the, the biggest one. You know, it hits me the hardest, I guess, because I feel like that's such a, I guess, core factor. And, and I think like maybe your mood or how you handle like a situation when it comes to dealing with another person or, or how you're perceiving their behavior. If you have like a set of expectations laid out for somebody and that those expectations are based off of some, some things or whatever, right? Like you're, you're basically trying to like fit them into this reality that you have based off of your experience of this person. And then when they, if they don't line up to those expectations, like you get frustrated or feel like you're like, yo, what's up? What's going on? There's something wrong with this person or whatnot. And it's like, it just puts you in a position to, to, I guess, like set yourself up for failure in a sense in one way. Right. Because you're like, you just have no idea what's going on with somebody and you know, have no idea really like, unless you're super duper close with somebody. And even then it can be hard to tell sometimes, right? Like you just have no idea what's happening, what somebody's dealing with and why they might be behaving one way on a certain day or any given day. Um, so the idea of like having a bunch of expectations for somebody like kind of sets yourself up for failure. Um, at the same time, right. They're also like, healthy expectations, right? Like, I think, like, <clears throat> like we said in a previous episode, like, you're like, I can't just tell my girlfriend I love you once yep. and expect that she's going to know every single day that that love is still real and in my mind and in my heart and yeah. that I'm actually consciously thinking about it, um, right? Like, I can't expect her to know that yeah. and that's not, like, and she can't expect, right? Like, she she can't, fairly expect that that's what it is always unless i'm communicating it yeah, right like totally it's like goes both ways like unless you communicate that off the get-go like hey i'm gonna tell you i love you once <laughs> and that will always be the case i will never say it again yeah and you are going to have to hold on on to that one i love you like a squirrel holding on to nuts through the winter but for the rest of your life it's winter for the rest of your life will be winter yeah and and either they're going to be okay with that or they're going to be like, no, that doesn't work for me. Like, yeah. they have to yeah. set their own expectations and boundaries. Definitely. It's kind of a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you just never know. So I, I think that the expectations part really is really important in my mind. It's just not expecting too much and not expecting the wrong, like not having the wrong types of expectations, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I think like if you're saying like in a romantic relationship with somebody and you're like, Hey, like I really would like it if you told me that you love me like on a regular basis, like yeah. maybe at least once a day. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's a nice expectation. And like, if somebody feels like they can't meet that, then they can easily communicate that. Right. Like yeah. if, they, if they're like, that's too much for me. <laughs> I'm not good with my feelings. That's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a hard one for it's me. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah. No. And it's like, there you go. Yeah. 
but it's just yeah it has to be communicated it's really important and it's important that if if they're there they're communicated and that they're realistic and not absurd and like you know you're not being pushed into a box or forcing anyone else into a box and or um, putting them in a position where they feel i don't know like kind of fucked over by the expectations right like there's i think there's certain positions that people have been in where they feel like because of the expectations there's a, a sense of pressure created and that pressure negatively affects them so yeah i think just being very like open and communicative with your expectations is so so important mm-hmm. um for any type of relationship um and this even goes into um touching into realms that we've discussed already on the podcast but um your relationship with yourself um and expectations and having boundaries for yourself right i mean like you talk about being younger and not really having like a sense of boundaries and stuff and like i was mm-hmm. definitely the same way like i um i you know, like I like to think that I, at the time I was like, I like to think that I had a sense of boundaries when it came to like who I was like willing to spend my time with and who I was like, um, exposing myself to basically. And like, actually like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, um, no, but like, you know, hanging out with and actually just like being around and, and, um, allowing them to influence me in certain ways. Um, and yeah, there was definitely a period of time where I like, had no real sense of them like other than like basically i was like yeah if if you like if you're a tweaker i'm not gonna be around you (laughs) like that was about like the extent of my boundaries right like um which like when i look back like had me in like not cool positions like you know like there was times where like i was like i was hanging around somebody who i knew had like robbed a friend of mine like stolen from a friend of mine and like i was like I had like a good relationship with this person and, but I, but my, my, I was way closer with my friend who he had stolen from yeah and, and I didn't like set a boundary with myself and like about it. And I ended up like later feeling like kind of fucked up about it. Like feeling like, damn, why the fuck did I like, I should have just like, I should have just punched him in the face. Honestly. Like when I think about it, like, I'm like, I should have just like, like been like, fuck you to that person. And instead I was like, I didn't, I didn't like, take my relationship with my friends seriously enough. And I wasn't honoring and respecting mm-hmm. that relationship enough. And I was like not setting a boundary with myself about who I was willing to associate with at the time. Like I yeah. was just like, I was like, Oh, like, all right, whatever. Like they're like, they're like this to other people, but like I have a relationship with them. That's like my own experience with them. And so like, I'm going to like honor that, but like, that's not realistic when it comes to like how this person is reacting and acting within the rest of the world right like <clears throat> so it's interesting like to to get to times where you're like damn like you look back and you're like damn like i really didn't have a little boundary with myself about that specific thing and like um or even an expectation right mm-hmm. i was just like I, at the time i was very willy-nilly right like i think in the last episode we talked about like not having like a real foundation yeah for things like right so Definitely important stuff, right? I think uh, to figure out. Yeah, gotta be a good little farmer. Yeah, <laughs> gotta dig, gotta sow the seeds. Yeah, you're a tree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I didn't really start thinking about a lot of this type of stuff until I don't know. 
probably my mid twenties. Yeah. I remember actually specifically the day when I started really contemplating like what it means to be a friend to my friends and what expectations and boundaries I have of them. And like, it really kind of caught me off guard. My, um, my friend, Michael, he had come over and he wanted to just chat for a minute. Yeah. And he pretty much asked me similar questions. Like what we're talking about right now, just like, Hey, like, what do you want out of being a friend with me? Like, what are your, essentially, what are your expectations? And like, what does being a friend mean to you? Mm. And it kind of caught me off guard in the way that I'm like, Oh, I haven't really thought about that too much. It's like, yeah, yeah. for me, being a friend is just helping my friends for the most part. Yeah. Like that's the simplest way for me to put it is that I like to help my friends and damn near anybody that I'm willing to help. I'm going to consider my friend. And obviously there's exceptions to that rule. Yeah. Um, but I just, I like being there for my friends. I like supporting them. I like helping them. I like hanging out with them. And I don't necessarily have those same expectations to be reciprocated. You know, like if somebody's not able to help me out with something, that's totally cool. Um, but for the most part, I've found that if they're available, then they will. Yeah. And they're down and we usually have a good time. Yeah. Um, even if we're like just doing hard work with each other, you know, like, Hey, do you want to come help me shovel like (laughs) a few thousand pounds worth of dirt out of my basement? Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. That sounds great. And you know, Sam and Gideon helped with that. And it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. But I guess my point is that I, I don't really, I still don't fully know like what I define as friendship. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel you. It's like all my closest friends, it's like, well, if I had to like strike through all the similarities, it's people that I A, enjoy spending time with, B, get along with, and C, don't treat me like a pile of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And they respect any boundaries and expectations that I have. And it's funny because I haven't had to set a lot of boundaries with my friends. Like it's never like a sit down of like, Hey, like this is something I'm not okay with. Yeah. And I, I'm not down with this in the future. And if like, if this keeps happening, like yeah. I just don't think I want to be friends anymore. It's, yeah. it's very rare that that's ever happened. If you keep offering to make me tea. Yeah. I think it's going to be over. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that was kind of an expectation. It's like, I said, no, I didn't want tea, but I was actually expecting you to make me tea, even though I didn't say <laughs> that I wanted it. You know, I thought that was pretty clear. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was obvious. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And we even have a mutual experience of like boundaries and expectations. And I don't want to dig too much into it because it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, as far as like holding on to things, but it's, you know, it's like you go hang out with someone and I know I'm being kind of vague, but, um, it's just to be respectful in all senses, but yeah. you go to hang out with someone and, and then they're upset after this trip that you have because you didn't hang out in the way that they were hoping to hang out, yeah. you know? And then you get, upset and you're like hey like 
I didn't understand that that was an expectation. And like, I would have appreciated you to communicate that. Yeah. And have been like, hey, like, when we go do this thing that I've been planning with you, I expect it to be like this and us to do certain things together. And, and I'm, this is what I'm hoping to get out of it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, had I known that was the expectation, I would have tried harder to do those things that yeah. you wanted to do. Or told you that I didn't want to do those things. Yeah, exactly. And then you would have been like, okay, well maybe this, maybe this trip isn't for us then, you know? Um, and at, the, at that point, it's like, if it's really a big deal, it's like, Hey, like don't walk all over me. And then they walk all over you. It's like, okay, you kind of decide at that point, like, mm, do I want this person in my life? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. And that's the boundary right there. I mean, yep. like you're, you're setting a boundary talking about you're communicating expectations and being like, Hey, what's going on? And are these, these expectations weren't communicated, yeah. whatever, what's up? These are the boundaries. Yeah. And then boundaries get broken and it's like, all right. So well, that two step path. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I haven't had that like, experience very many times, but it has been occasional where it's like, damn, like, I don't, I didn't even, I didn't think that I was going to need to have to say something or I didn't think I was going to feel like I'd have to say something, but now I have to say something and I don't know how we got here and maybe we got here because I didn't communicate my expectations. <laughs> I think it's communication a lot of the time. A lot yeah. of the time, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how like, how key communication is really to every fucking facet of being a human. Right. Like from the youngest age, like that was probably where like most of my anger stemmed from was like, I have no idea how to say what I'm thinking. Like, right. And like, and I'm young at the same time. Right. So it's like, it's not very well thought out. It's mostly emotion. Right. And it's like the communication part and like learning more words and like understanding language and understanding yourself are the things that help you to fucking effectively communicate what's going on and what emotions you're feeling and where, where things are coming from and maybe why you're feeling what things. Right. Like, and the fact that it's not even, you don't even really learn communication like in school, like, like there's not a communication class until like what college and shit. Yeah, Maybe it's actually pretty crazy. Unless you're lucky and like, and you go to like a specialized high school or middle school yeah. that, that, are, that are like cool and they have really good, actual solid, valuable yeah. classes. But um, public high school, no, there's not a communications class or at least there wasn't for me mm-hmm. at my high school. So um it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just wild, you know? It's like, even even just like teaching a class on like, how do you deal with conflict? Yeah. And how do you approach conflict? Like teaching a subject like that, I just imagine like how much better society would be if yeah. people actually knew how to handle confrontation and like, oh, like, you know, like I see Instagram people who, who actually make content like this of like how to properly ask for a raise from your boss and how to do so in an, an effective manner that... That like I the, this one specifically that I'm thinking of I can't remember his name forgive me but um, he's talking about how to like ask it in a way that doesn't pigeonhole them into asking it in a yes or no answer basically like he like he was like oh propose the question in a way that you can you can state the thing that you want and then you can leave it open to them and be like is there any way that you can think of that we can work together that I what can yes. I do here at this company 
that would allow me to reach this salary. Like mm-hmm. that would help me reach the salary. Yeah. What can I do here for you? Yeah. That would allow me to make this much because this is how much I want to make. Yeah. And so, but I want to, you know, I want to be worth that much. Right. Like yeah. all that jazz. And like, so it basically was just like, yeah, like uh, uh, ask it in a way that's like, you know, if you leave it open for them to say, oh, okay, maybe not this moment, but it actually like just opens their mind to more possibilities of like, okay, mm-hmm. like, what can you do? Right. Like all this stuff. Um, and it's just like an interesting way of like communicating something that people struggle with, which mm-hmm. is confrontation and or feeling like they're not being properly compensated for their, for their, for their value or their worth. Um, all that jazz, right? Like imagine if these subjects were just taught like in school growing right. up, like, oh yeah, you just need to learn how to like, hey, well, uh, you were like, you really like this person, right? Like you're like over in like elementary school you really like this person, but this person really likes this other person. How do you handle this scenario? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and like you actually just teach kids how to fucking like handle situations that they're going to run into in their lives mm-hmm. and how to communicate in a way that's not toxic. Right. Like, because yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of toxic communication comes from is like weird interpersonal stuff that like you don't, you're too young and you're not emotionally equipped or rhetorically equipped to like yeah. communicate the things, right? So, man, if we had like classes for that, that'd be really interesting. It I know, right? be really cool. Well, it's funny too because uh, a few of the first classes that I took when I went to college <clears throat> were interpersonal commu- interpersonal personal communications, yeah, and psychology. Like, yeah, just the the base level of those classes will teach you so much, and and it's not about like you know, learning how to like up somebody on no. communication and manipulating them and, and psyching them and all this stuff. It's like, if anything, more of a personal reflection of like, Oh, I've built all of these bad habits. Like for me, yeah. that's what it was. I got into these classes and I'm like, wow, I've built a lot of bad habits. I'm not that great at active listening. Yeah. I, I struggle with just, I don't know, listening and communicating in general. And these are all really good for me. And it's weird that those classes are college level because it's like teaching someone to play piano after they've already been playing piano their whole life, but like never actually had a piano lesson. Yeah. Like they just like go and they screw around on the piano all day. And, and then they built all of these terrible habits. Oh, they have no idea what they're doing. Oh, and you're retraining them essentially. Like yeah. to me, it's the, it's the exact same concept. Yeah. Like you have so many bad habits when it comes to communication and expectations and boundaries that you don't even know exist in relationships. Yeah. And, and then you're relearning it all in college after you've already like established this base of yeah. like, I don't yeah. know how to talk to people. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and I find a lot of people jump to step two, which is boundaries and then get upset with other people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well like you never clearly communicated your expectations or like where you were at with things or like yeah. how you want to have a relationship with me. Yeah. And yeah. then you're getting upset with me and like, maybe it's warranted for sure. Maybe I'm being an idiot. Like a lot of the times in my life, that's definitely the case. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But I've been there. <laughs> but I didn't know because the, because the boundaries weren't, or I mean, the expectations weren't set. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's always interesting for me. Um, and I think like this has to be, this has to be a universal experience, you know, um, I would hope like, but 
if you've ever felt frustrated with somebody and you're like in it with it, you know, whether it's a best friend or a, a you know, maybe they're not a close friend or maybe it's like a lover of some kind or whatever, yeah. right? Like, um, but you, you are frustrated for some reason, something happened, right? You're frustrated with their behavior or something they said or so, or, or maybe a way that they reacted or something, right? You're frustrated, you're frustrated and you're just kind of like being frustrated. And then like either something clicks within your own head about like what they're perceiving from you or they blatantly tell you and it's not a click that happens out of nowhere when you're thinking about it on your own, but maybe they just blatantly communicate, Hey, like this is why I, I acted this way. And it's because of this thing that happened. And so now whenever this thing happens, I immediately start to feel like this. And then that makes me act in this way. And like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh fuck. Like, damn. And it's like the fucking entire tablecloth gets pulled out and the fucking table gets flipped and your dinner's all over the floor. Oh no. And you're like, I spent fucking six hours cooking this. Yeah. Because dog's you, already looking it up. You've been stewing on it. The dog comes over. Yeah. He's like ready for food. And you're like, where am I going to get more corn at this hour? <laughs> <laughs> and so you're sitting there crying because the table's been flipped and you're like, fuck man. Like, I didn't even realize like, and you know, maybe it's not even your fault, but it's like, like you're saying, it might not be your fault. Like you're like, Oh fuck. All of a sudden you realize, damn, like this person has had experiences where this behavior meant these things and yeah. meant that, Oh, this, this, and this are about to happen or something. Yep. Right. Like, and then you're like, fuck, damn. Oh fuck. I've <laughs> done that. I'm doing that, man. Like this, I'm doing that, that step one. And I didn't know that that was like, the step one on yeah. a step one through 10 in their head because of things they've experienced. Yeah. And then you have to be like, okay, like, damn, I can no longer be frustrated about what I've been seeing because like this thing is like super emotionally triggering because it's got a step one through 10 attached to it. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just me handling things, how I handle things yeah. and like trying to do so in a way that wouldn't affect somebody, but in doing so, right. Like even then, like, like when I'm like emotionally frustrated, but I know that there was a lot of nuance to the situation and I don't want to respond verbally right away. I generally will like stand up mm -hmm. and like walk around a little bit and like for, for my partner, whenever we're like in a discussion for her, like she had, she like, let me know, like that was when somebody walks away or like when somebody stands up in the middle of a conversation and like, leave like leaves in any sense even if it's five feet away she like starts to feel like like she's about to get yelled at or that i'm very very angry or something like that yeah. like, that i'm about to erupt in some way mm -hmm. um among other things and so like i did i and i fucking i didn't know because like for me i was just like i don't want to respond right away and i need a second to sort out what's in my head and like kind of pacing like helps me do that so like mm -hmm. i want to like and i want to figure out how to communicate Calmly and efficiently because yeah. I don't want to say things that like are just emotional and like irrational, right? Like I want to like find the stem of it and figure out why I'm feeling certain things and then I can like try to communicate it. But the, the like behavior and the action that I was taking was like a, a trigger kind of thing for her. So like, I was like, damn, like, holy shit there. Cause there was a moment where I was like, I was like, yo, like, why, why are you getting upset when I'm walking away? But then I was like, oh, and then like, and then she communicates, told, tells me everything. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh fuck. Like, oh my fuck. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, I'm the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You just have you're that on moment. Reddit, you're just typing out a whole am thing. I the like, asshole? am I the asshole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 
so just, yeah, it's just like this moment and maybe, maybe people have or haven't experienced that, but just a, a moment of table flipping where you, 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 you go from having a second of either frustration or, or feeling like somebody else is acting a certain way. And you're, you're, you're want, you're, you know, wondering like what the heck's going on. And then something gets pointed out to you or you realize something or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, dude, it's all, it's, I mean, I shouldn't even be thinking about what this other person is doing. I should be looking at what I'm doing. Like, yeah. what am I doing? What am I thinking? And how am I behaving? And like, in actuality, how I'm behaving, mm-hmm. right? And actually, this is kind of cool because this gets into the realm of things that my mom is actually like in in the field of rhetoric. She mm-hmm. actually is like talking about how um, and I, I I'm probably going to butcher this like this thought, this whole thing, Go for but. It. Cause I'm just trying to remember it from what she told me, but yeah. um, she's basically talking about how rhetoric for a long time, the school and the discipline of rhetoric has like thought only of words for so long. Like it's just only been about words yeah. and her like whole thesis and like, th- like PhD, like shit she's like yeah. doing within the field of rhetoric is um, trying to bring together the association of action and it's a rhetorical implication uh-huh. and basically like the stories and the impact that our behaviors and motion has and not just words, the static things, but what does our motion say and do and affect other people. Right. And that can, I kind of think about mm-hmm. that in the, for me, when I'm like, Oh, I, I get up and walk away. I'm like, well, for me, I'm just getting up and like, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my thing. Right. Like whatever, yeah. but to somebody else, it says something else and it's yeah. a story to somebody else. Right. Like, and it's like this, it's got a rhetorical mm-hmm. implication. And I was like, so I've been thinking about that a bit. That's awesome. Um, which is super interesting, but can, can we shout out your mom? Can we look up her yeah, name and see her research? Shout out, shout out my mom. Um, I don't know if she has research published anywhere. Okay. Um, but shout out my mom. Yeah. Cindy Lou Holland Rhodes killing it. Killing it. In the field of rhetoric. If she does uh, have something published, I will find it and I'll, I'll bring it up in a future episode. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's interesting, right? Yeah. Like just all the little things where communication can kind of kind of come into play and, mm-hmm. and um, why it's so important with regards to expectations and boundaries and, you know, like the figuring out of the expectations and boundaries is, is a whole journey of itself. Right. Like, like you were saying, like, especially when you come from a, a position of not really feeling like you have very many boundaries or maybe you just feel a similar afflict affliction from the school system that lacks any type of yeah. schooling regarding um, these subjects. But either way, yeah, it's super important to, to go on the journey to find those expectations and boundaries. And then, and then from then it's the communication that really kind of brings it all together Yeah, and um, actually starts to benefit us instead of work against us. Right. Cause I think those in a way, like if you have those, the first two without the, the ladder of the communication, it's like, you're just kind of fucked. Like you get, you know, like that's where they like, yeah. um, I don't know the it's working against you instead yeah. of working for you. Oh, right. Like, Cause they, they, they should be working for you, right? Expectations and boundaries. Like yeah. it, sh- it should be something that's put in place to benefit. Um, if it's if it's expectations and boundaries you're placing upon yourself, right? They should be put in place to benefit yourself. And yeah. then, and also when you're in, if it's a relational experience, mm-hmm. right? Like um, then those should be there to benefit both parties and the experience of both parties when they are together yeah. as one party. Yeah. To build mutual respect and appreciation and yeah. Yeah. And 
and for me as like a last resort of like protection essentially of like mm. okay no like i'm done at this point yeah you know we we communicated we set expectations we set boundaries yeah yeah maybe one person walked all over the other person's boundaries and at that point it's like okay like do we try again or we we call and it quits right here because like yeah yeah i think at that point it's like you know maybe there's a lot of growing that needs to be done on one side or both sides and until that has happened then the boundaries aren't going to be ex- respected and yeah. it's like just okay well move on from there but like as you said like yeah the communication I feel like without the communication aspect of it, expectations and boundaries are a weapon. Mm. You know, it's like you're expecting other people to read your mind. You're expecting people to like, yeah, you know, just do this, be this. But yeah. if never communicated, then then you're you're holding on to that as like a yeah a, a bullet on a a bandolier. Yeah, it's like you you like load your fucking yeah. gun with it. Yeah, right? you, you like, load your philosophical gun. Yeah, you die on that hill. Yeah, which um, is like crazy yeah totally yeah um that that and what i like i feel like that'll just drive you mad you know oh, i'm all dude i'm mad i'm fucking i'm freaking out up the wall dude no uh something really cool um but i'm i'm super happy you brought up your mom's research stuff and and you know what she talks about yeah uh i'm gonna shout out robin peters bennett longtime family friend um my sisters hung out with i mean one sister mainly hung out with one of her daughters throughout high school and that's how we met um and robin is a psychotherapist um she's done a lot of really really cool work um like relating to different types of therapy and childhood trauma Mm. and like parents who have lost their kids and stuff like that just really wonderful human being that I've learned an extensive amount from her husband too. Shout out Mark. Uh, but Robin was doing some research. Um, and I'm sorry if I butcher this story, but from what I remember her telling me, it was like kind of learning about how arguments aren't really word-based like words only have so much power throughout things mm. and that a lot of the things that we go through in relationships with others are biological mm. and related to our nervous systems. Right. And um, interesting. I think she was doing a thing with her husband, Mark, where they like weren't verbalizing things and mm. they kind of went through the day and like had a nonverbal argument conflict resolution makeup like throughout this day interesting that was all like nonverbal, purely biological huh. in like the same time span that it would have been had it been verbal and like all of this jazz like interesting so i just thought it was a really really cool perspective of like oh like like sometimes your body just needs to like feel things out and go through the motions and whatnot. And I think I I personally believe that a lot of these things can be not necessarily avoided, but clearer and um, happen less often with proper communication. Yeah. Um, 
and, and really figuring yourself out and, and looking to see, you said earlier how, like, you don't know if people can relate, um, or if people feel have, have had similar experiences as like, you know, when you're feeling like, Oh wait, am I the asshole? <laughs> like that type of stuff. I think a lot of the times in, um, less productive relationships that I've seen, it's like people aren't taking the time to recognize like, Oh, is it something that I did Yeah, that like, you know, like yeah. this person's getting upset and like, I'm upset that they're getting upset because I don't think that what they're getting upset about is fair to yeah. me. Um, but like we've been saying, like we, we grow up through life with, with all of our own experiences without being taught any of this stuff in school. And then we have these bad habits and like one of your bad habits might be extremely triggering for someone where it's like, Oh, that's going to send them into this spiral and it's going to suck for them. Yeah. And like, once you can recognize that and they can talk through it, like it might not, it might not even be a problem. You know, you could continue doing that thing that triggers them in the future as long as they're able to like talk about it and communicate it and like grow through to a point where you doing that doesn't, doesn't bother them anymore, yeah. you know, because it might be something that they want to grow through yeah. and that it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and just like kind of finding where all of those things lie yeah. and, and how seriously you take them um, in regards to your relationship with someone, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy important. And I've discovered a lot of that with Rachel and like, just like where all of our little boundaries lie and, and how we can help each other work through them and yeah. how I've become better at communicating my feelings and, and really even just understanding my feelings. Cause a lot of the time when I get frustrated and overwhelmed, I don't even understand my feelings. I don't know yeah. what I'm feeling. So, yeah. Which partially is biological. I think it takes a lot of digging. Yeah. Takes a lot of farming. Digging through the poop. <laughs> digging through the poop. Yeah. Takes, takes some farming. Gotta be a good little farmer. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, you can read as much as you want about some things, right? Like some things reading about it helps and like learning about it in one sense can help. And then other things like, it's like just being in a relationship with somebody and learning about certain things and then putting them into practice. And like those things combined, helping you learn more, more things about yourself and like gaining more insight about your own emotions and, how you handle them and, and, or how you don't handle them well and like whatever, right? Like it's really, it's kind of cool. It's like, I mean, this is something that I think just happens in general when humans come together, but just like the fact that two people interacting together can lead to genuine growth or learning in some mm -hmm. way just from them interacting. Right. Like, and, and like we've discussed when we get together to do these podcasts, right? It's like we come to like revelations and or like might like discover certain things or think certain thoughts that mm -hmm. we hadn't thought previously and or hadn't come to or discovered previously. And it's like the the act of the two energies kind of coming together and bouncing off each other and um, creating something new, and mm -hmm. like figuring something out. I think it's really awesome. It's really cool how you can have an experience with somebody else and learn more about yourself and learn mm -hmm. more about your own emotions just from interacting with another person in different ways and on different levels. I think that's why some people are like 
so go meet new people type people you know yeah i'm I'm not really like that to an extent like i very much enjoy like the friends and family that i have now and like you know i want to my day is already filled up you know trying to like stay connected with all of them like i can't imagine like introducing more people into my life like yeah i feel that it's like i'm good i'm good where i'm at but i'm also always stoked to meet somebody new yeah. who's really interesting and like challenges me to think and and forces me to have some new perspectives and is intriguing in that way yeah it's really cool and absolutely you never know it's like mix some oil with some fire and you get like this raging fire and it's like, people are the same way, you yeah. know, you, you mix an Alex and a Jose and like, what do you get? You lose all your wires, man. You fertilize your soul. <laughs> you fertilize your soil. <laughs> you get a good little farmer. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I appreciate the um, the Buddhist approach to these the subject of expectations. At least um, they go, you know, they go pretty hard on the uh, eliminating expectations because yeah. expectations lead to suffering. Um, but I think to an extent that that's like true, right? Like we touched on earlier, of like you come in a scenario expecting one thing and. And then that doesn't happen, and all of a sudden you're fucking feeling some type of way about it. Yeah. Feeling like, oh, this person's shitty, or this person doesn't work hard, and yada, 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 right? It's like... So I fuck with that kind of releasing from and, and you know, just trying to not have a lot of expectations about how people are going to be or how people are going to act. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's, there's a lot of room for that to fall in line with being very realistic and, and um, communicating effectively the things that you do expect. Right. It's like, you can't just expect and then you're just sitting there, <laughs> just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> sitting there holding out your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you don't want to have a bunch of expectations, but you've got a few, it's like, communicate, communicate the most important one or whatever, right? And, and just be very open about it. But. I think like to save your own sanity, <laughs> a little sprinkle of the of the Buddhist approach, I feel like is a is a nice kind of counterbalance. Yeah. That'll save you from being being too upset or too too getting too stressed about, you know, another person's behavior. Cause that's something that like I we talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, actually, the last episode, I yeah. think. Um like and it's funny, like I have I feel like I have mixed feelings about it too. Cause sometimes I do find myself really upset with people, some people's behavior, right? Like, like, um, we talked about this a bit the other day, but like, if somebody, if you're like, if you're like a shine blocker, you know, Ooh, like if you're a fucking yeah. shine blocker, 
So that's what you do. You see somebody fucking just radiating sunshine and good vibes and you get frustrated and you want to go and try to like stop their shine or, you know, stop them from bouncing as much or like whatever it is. Right. If you're, if you want to be a shine blocker, like that type of shit, like that's this type of shit that'll like annoy the hell out of me. Like I'll Mm -hmm. be like, you know, that's like one thing that I'm like, yeah, an expectation or behavior, like a boundary gets broken. Like for me, I feel like that's a boundary. Like if you're around me and you're blocking somebody's shine, like if you're trying to actively like put somebody else down, it's like, that's going to just upset me real quick. For sure. But other than that, I think like, I don't want to be in a scenario where like somebody else's behavior and, or just how somebody is like, you know, going about their day. Like I don't want to be feeling attached and, or, you know, having my mood be related to or attached to how somebody's showing up or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I do like the, the Buddhist philosophy behind it of, cause I mean, the, like you said, I mean, the times when I get the most upset is when I, my expectation expectations are sky high yeah. and then like I'm let down and Expectations you know, sky high, communication yeah. all time low. Yep, all time low. Nine inch nails, great yeah. album. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't want to be upset. It's like I'm just gonna like, hey, if this if this person shows up for me, cool. If not, like, no big deal. Like I've got my own stuff to do, no and they're living their own life. And that's the important part too. Is like, yeah, everybody's living their own lives. Like people are crazy busy. Maybe some people aren't, but. They may be holding a certain percentage of your mental energy, but you might not be holding that much of theirs, you know? So it's like, what if this person just, you know, had shit to do? Yeah. And like, this wasn't as high of a priority on their list. And that's also like something that you can communicate. Like this podcast with you, it's like, hey, Alex, I'm serious about this podcast. I'm going to set it as a really high priority in my life. Yeah. Like I would say... This podcast is one of the highest priorities in my life right now. Yeah. And yeah, like on a week, I'm like on a yeah. week to week basis, like this, this is happening. Yep. Like even when I was sick, I was like, all right, like yep. we're going to figure out the day, like whenever the day is that I'm feeling better yep. and we can get it done, we get it done. Like, exactly. And it's like, okay, like I need to get this done today because tomorrow's Rachel's birthday. I'm going to be out of town and then I'm catering all weekend. Like, oh yeah, this has to happen. Like Today's of all things. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And, um, I had something else I was going to say, um, in regards to the Buddhist stuff. Um, oh yeah, no, it's like when, when somebody's trying to be a shine blocker, it's yeah. like, I'm trying to be a magnifying glass, not a wet blanket, not a dark, wet blanket that like drapes their entire dark, wet blanket. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't want to be like a, a visual dark cloud in front of their yeah. sunny sky. Yeah. And, and I found that, you know, maybe I'm in a bad mood or something and somebody else is like high energy in a great mood and it's like maybe rubbing me the wrong way, but I'd rather like open up to their good mood and have that affect me than me have my bad mood open up to them and put them in a bad mood. Yeah, Like that feels yeah. shitty. I remember um, in my last relationship, there was, uh, I would I would walk around the house singing all the time, just like good mood, singing enjoying myself yeah and there was this one time that my significant other was in a not like great mood or they were like 
you know, trying to do something. I don't even remember. But they're like, can you stop singing? And like, I immediately stopped singing and then immediately just felt terrible about myself. Yeah. And like, just wanted to cry. And like, and I don't know why it hit me so hard, but it was just like, oh, like, you don't want me to be happy. Oh. And, and like, almost the second that it came out of their mouths, like, I could see on her face, it was just like, she felt awful for yeah. even saying that. And, and it was just, she immediately apologized and was like, I'm sorry. I, I want you to sing. I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy yourself. And obviously it was just like a reflection of how she was feeling in the moment of like, you know, whatever I'm trying to concentrate or like, I just had enough singing today. <laughs> like, yeah. like whatever it was, like, that's fine. But, um, but it's like kind of reminded me in every moment to like, let people just like shine and like, and maybe it is obstructing your day. So mm. like, maybe you can like go about it in a better way. I think that like, I don't think there was anything wrong with her asking me not to sing. I think it was just more like, you know, maybe there would have been a better way than like yeah, snapping yeah. at me to stop singing. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the tone and everything yeah. there's, there's other things to consider. Yeah. And even so it's like from that moment on, like I like thought about that yeah. every single time that I sang yeah. when I was around her, like for the rest of our relationship. Yeah. And that sucks. Like it's yeah. not fun. And I don't want to do that to someone else. I don't want to think that ever. Yeah. You know? Mm. And it's not like I hold that against her. Yeah. Or that I did. Um, it's just more like something that you, something that you think about. Yeah. Something that happened and yeah. it stuck with you. And I think about that a lot now. It's like, what am I doing in other people's lives that every single time they do something? They think about that. And is, mm. is that thing that I did or said, is it positively enforcing whatever they're doing in this moment? Or is it negatively enforcing what they're doing and like trying to enjoy that moment? And like what I said is impacting them in a, in a poor way, Yeah, you know? And I want to hopefully be that positive reinforcement. Like when somebody goes to do something that reminds them of me, they're smiling, yeah. they're happy, and they're like more stoked to do it. And it brings them joy. And like, you know, throwback to Nathan, it's like so many things in my life. Like when I do them now, they just make me think of Nathan and they bring me joy. Yeah. And that's also why I think that like, I always vibe really well with you, Alex, because there are nary a few things in my life that I can be like, man, this makes me think of Alex and that sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, like most things, I think probably everything that reminds me of you, it's like makes me happier, makes me smile. Cool. So That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Except for that one time you didn't bring me tea and now I'm just sitting here drinking water. No, I'm just sitting here drinking plain ass <laughs> fucking just water. Zero water. Stupid so zero good. water. No, I love water. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. I feel that. I, I too want to be a source of, of good memories for people, but it's interesting, you know, like you can't, you can't be that for everybody, right? Like yeah. every, that whole, uh, <laughs> that whole like saying like, um, everyone's a bad guy in somebody's story, you know? Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of, 
it's kind of interesting to consider. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that saying before in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Straight, straight up. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've literally only seen it in like memes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those that's little, a cool, that's a cool saying though. I like that a lot. Quote, little meme quotes. Um, yeah, no, I think there is like some, some truth to that and some value in that. I think, um, you know, like the saying, like you can't make everybody happy. Right. It's like that. There's, there's always going to be somebody who thinks of you as like the bad guy, right? Like you and you, and maybe for all intents and purposes, or if they told the story of their life and the role that you played in their life, like maybe you are the bad guy, like in their story, right? Like, so it's interesting to consider, but I'm in agreement with you. I I very much like to be the, um, the good thing, or at least when I come to mind for people, I'd like to be like a, a positive force um that's why i really liked selling like uh psychedelics for the time that i did like like being able to just provide somebody with awesome fungus that was going to take them somewhere beautiful and hopefully help them yeah have some like deep reflection of some kind and maybe reach some revelations that are impactful for them and valuable um you know, to just hand that to somebody and also give them a lot of like good vibes and good advice and like kind of like, hey, if you start to feel like this, you can do this. And like, you know, all that jazz, just like general advice for mushrooms and all that jazz, like and being able to like reinforce, hey, like it's OK if you start to get worried. And, you know, if you start to feel these types of feelings, those are normal and it's OK. And like you're going to be all good. Just remind yourself and tell yourself everything's going to be chill. Like. Um, you know, and like even people that I met for the first time, I would like be very like, I would tell, give them a lot of like, I guess, good energy to go with their mushrooms. And it's like doing that. I fucking, I just loved doing that. Like, and being that, like, I was like, man, like, I've just like, I love the idea that this person's going to be deep in their fucking mushroom trip. And they're going to be like, dude, do you remember the guy we got it from? Dude, that guy was chill, man. He told us this, 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 and this, and like he was totally right. And like, yeah. and he, these mushrooms are so good, and like whatever, right? Like, you know, I just like I like the idea that it's like I was that I was just that was my reality, and like that was who I was functioning as, and like yeah. that was the role I played in a lot of people's stories of of experiencing mushrooms for the first time was mm-hmm. like just the chill dude who provided and brought some good vibes along with them. You know, like I love that that thought so yeah we're gonna need to get some video going at some point so that people can understand (laughs) that after they see your face yeah and hear your voice and then take mushrooms it's gonna be it's gonna be okay you know it's a friendly face it's a friendly voice and maybe at this point it's you know some lion's mane that you're growing and they're cooking up some Cooking some little lion's crabby mane. lion's mane cakes and they're delicious and they're enjoying their dinner and they're like, man, you know that guy that we got this lion's mane from? That just makes this meal so much better. Like these just right. taste better. They taste friendly. They, they, they put his face right on the packaging and that was just a great <laughs> call. Like his face really works on this packaging. Like I would buy it just for that. Because that is a friendly face. Right? Yeah, like, that. that's a good thought, you know? That's, uh, oh my god. 
Yeah, it's like if I was buying a package of microgreens and it had your face on it, I'd be like, those are some spicy microgreens. Damn, those are some spicy <laughs> micros. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I, uh, yeah, I like that. I definitely, you know, I don't expect that everyone's going to love me or that everyone's going to find me like um, to be a good influence. In their life, some people might find me to be a very bad influence. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there who could listen to this podcast and be like, "Wow, I do not want my children to listen to that." <laughs> these guys are. These guys are out there. These guys are out there. They're dumb. They, they think that mushrooms can help people, and that's just stupid. Surrender to the fungus, Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. I don't know any Margarets. I just. <laughs> um. <laughs> I got some Margarets in the family. Some Margarets in the fam. They could surrender to the fung. They're pretty cool. We're pretty Um, down with the fungus. Shout out to uh, any Margaretas out of there. Out there. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Margaretas. Uh, What about Margaritas? Margareta. No. uh, My (laughs) aunt in Finland. Not my aunt. Well, sort of like my aunt, like my great aunt, mm. I think. Uh, we call her Teta. 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 Yeah. It's like a Teta. You know? Um, teta. And she's like the grandma that I always wish that I had. Oh, you know? Yeah. So my grandma died when I was pretty young. Yeah. And I never understood. And I think I was telling you about this, maybe. I never understood like the concept of people being like really close with their grandmas and grandpas oh. and like feeling really devastated when they died yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, and then like when I was just in Finland, late May hung out with Teta a bunch and she's just like one of the coolest people ever. Yeah. Just absolutely adore her. And, and a lot of my family over there is amazing people. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I finally understood, I was like, Oh, like, if I lost, if I lost that though, I'd be, I would be so upset. Yeah. I would be devastated. And I just hope that I get a lot more time to spend with her. You know, I'm going to go over there for my sister's wedding in February and we're going to hang out with her. Cool. I get to sit next to her on the plane up to Northern Finland. And, uh, yeah, super excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. Shouts out to Teta. Yeah, shouts out. Man. It's going to be so fun to be old. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be just the craziest old man. Yeah. I'm going to be like pretending I have no idea what's going on. You're going to be like, just like, I'm too old for all these expectations. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like walking around with a cane that I don't need. And like just fucking around in a grocery store. And like throwing stuff in the cart that like, like what old man is going to buy that? You know, <laughs> like they're not even going to have carts at that point, but I'm just going to bring in my own shopping cart. They'll have like little hover carts or something, but I just got like the old school the classic old that shopping I like cart. take with me from home yeah. in my little portable box that yeah. like you can shove like an infinite amount of stuff into. 
and um, pull out that old school shopping cart and I'm going to have the cane. I'm going to be using the cane at the same time. Like I'm not going to be holding on to the cart with both hands. It'll be like cane in one hand, shopping cart in the other. Yeah. And then knocking stuff into the cart yes. with the cane. Yes. And then just walking out of the store. Yeah. And like acting like I forgot to pay. <laughs> and then just leaving the shopping cart in the parking lot or the hover space, like whatever it is at that point, <laughs> and just going home without any of the groceries. Like that's my ideal. That's old the person. ideal old Jose. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully at that point, I'll still be saying like, "Don't be lazy," because that's what I've been doing recently. Yeah, it's just like any little thing where I'm like, "Oh, I can do that later," or "Oh no, this is fine." Like it, it's it'll work like that. I mean, ideally, I would have wired it like this, and and everything wouldn't have been a jumbled mess. But yeah, like every single time I run into that. Lately, I'm trying to just be saying, like, don't be lazy, setting that expectation for myself. Yeah. And it's really helped me be more productive on setting my own expectations Mm. and like, you know, just don't be lazy. Setting boundaries with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being lazy sometimes. No. Yeah, man. I I actually yesterday, um, it was funny. So because me and Emily got sick, you know, like last week yeah. or whatever um our routine was kind of thrown off yeah um and so i fell out of some of my routine stuff um and yesterday was my first official day off and it felt like my first day off in two weeks because really when i was sick it didn't feel like i had a day yeah, off like, absolutely you're just recovering. You still feel like shit. And then doing anything takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So it feels like you worked <laughs> even if you didn't like, so yeah, I, don't, I didn't feel like I really had a day off. And then, um, so yesterday was like my first fucking official day off really feeling like it anyway in two weeks. And, um, I fucking woke up and just started playing video games. <laughs> I was just like, first thing I just woke up. I was like, you know what? Fuck everything today, right now. Fuck at all. Like I was like, I just got up, started playing video games, and and I woke up before Emily. Like, and she woke up, woke up probably two hours after I woke up, and I'm just gaming. And she's like, she's like says something about oh, like she wanted to, she wants to do this thing, or she kind of says like, oh, should we do this thing? Should we do this? And I was like, honestly, like I don't really want to do anything today. <laughs> And then like, you went on a hike. <laughs> okay. That doesn't count. That that was already a part of the plan there. Um, I was like, yeah, I, I don't really want to do that much today. Like, I'm just, I'm just, just want to chill. Yeah. And just game and just say fuck everything. Yeah. Um, except for going on the hike, obviously. Yeah. We went on a really fun mushroom hunting hike. That was so much fun. It was really good. Um, I was also really glad there was as many people. We were seven people deep, dude. Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> but yeah. So and then she's like, and she goes, "What about our routine?" <laughs> and I was like, "We'll pick it back up tomorrow." Like, yeah. And you know, sometimes you can like get into a bad habit of saying that yep. over and over again. Of course, but like in actuality, like I was, you know, I was really serious. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, like, I was like, we've we were sick, and then we've been working. And then we've been dealing with being sick. Like, like this is like our first day off, dude. Like, I'm like, you know what? Let's just forget everything for just yeah. today. And I was like, it's okay. 
Uh, yeah, today I woke up, I fucking cleaned the whole ass kitchen, started cooking. Let's go. Like, and usually I even like leave some dishes. Like when I fucking, I was like, I cleaned every single thing. Not today. Cleaned every single thing, cleaned every single counter down, all the surfaces, yep. wiped down the entire fucking stove top, all the shit, yeah. you know, gave it the works. It's um, awesome. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you came, we hit some ohms together. So mm-hmm. I checked that off the box because that's part of my like daily nice. to do. Um, Glad I could be there for that. Yeah, me too. It was nice. Um, and you, you're, the meal you made looked killer. Dude, the meal was so Don't even get me started on good. that. I could talk oh, about food. Like this God. This would be a two-hour episode if we if we were allowed to talk about food for oh. an extensive period of time. The breakfast sandwich was so good. And like part of the, you know, one of the best parts, we put our homegrown microgreens onto our breakfast sandwich. Oh. Yeah. Dude, and that like spicy, the radish microgreens actually add like yeah. a good fucking like kick. Like they almost have like an arugula type vibe going on. They like do. they get like, you know, it's just like a spicy green fucking and yeah. like they're microgreens so they're like crisp and they like they're nice you know it's like they're awesome i <sighs> i i would say it's arugula to start followed by a horseradish bite mm. like just a, a tiny bit a like not not a full sinus blowout but just like no. that tiny spice and then and then the the lingering aftertaste for me was almost like a garlic mm. like a garlic kick garlic finish yeah but not like that straight garlic flavor but just the the garlic spice yeah. that you can get from raw garlic the arugula up front yeah. horseradish punch and the garlic finish yeah yeah damn that was really nice and you 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 did all the dishes sometimes you leave some but you're like no today don't be lazy all of them i set expectations for myself all of them yeah. and i'm back on routine today yeah yeah. So yeah, that felt good, you know, and it feels good to, to be able to give yourself time. It feels good to be able to like, to allow some fluctuations, you know, like if there's anything I think like that we need, or at least I need, it's fluctuation. Um, and I, I like that we, you know, we kind of talked about, I think we talked about um, with relating to routine stuff on the podcast before of like re- having rigidity and like, um, you know, uh, like certain routine allowing for, you know, time fluctuation and not being yeah. super rigid. Like even if you do have like a routine that generally fills your day, um, depending on the type of person you are, like you could, it could benefit you to not be super rigid with those time frames, Right. Like, and not necessarily that, that means like you allow like, Oh, well, okay. Then if I, if I wake up at nine o'clock and I didn't, and I put on my schedule that I exercise starting at 10, then oh, I need to wait until 10 to start exercising. It's like, no, like I, if I wake up at eight o'clock, I'll just wake up and do my like breathing exercise usually first. And then like around eight fifteen or eight thirty is when I'll start exercising. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, that's why, like, I don't really fuck with like, like super rigid stuff because, yeah. cause I don't function very rigidly. Like I, Same. even if I have like time stipulations, you know, like, Oh, like I've got to work in the morning. Like, I don't go to bed at the same time every every time that I work at 8 a.m. Yeah. Right? Like, I just don't. Sometimes I pass out 11.30, and other times I'm up until 2, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get uh, five and a half hours of sleep <laughs> for my 8 a.m. shift. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't sound good, and you laugh, but that's reality, yeah. right? Like, that, that is just my reality. Yeah. Um, no, I've been there. I worked I worked around table. Yeah. 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 So I, I fluctuate a lot. Um, and maybe one day I'll I'll, like grow out of that or grow into something else even. Mm-hmm. 
maybe one day I'll, I'll adopt some form of rigidity in my life and, yeah. and I'll become a little more beep or yeah. uh, beep boop. Beep boop. I have a song for that. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've shown it to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but right now I think like um, I enjoy the fluctuation. Yeah. And I enjoy like having my having my boundaries like where they are, I think, for myself, right? Like there's there's still work that needs to be done, of course. Like I still have mm. like things I struggle with when it comes to boundaries with myself. Like there are still times where like, you know, on a day where like I'm not saying fuck everything and like but I'm like I'm like, okay, here's one hour, two hour window where I can like play some games. Like I still struggle and sometimes I'll, it'll be like three and a half hours later, mm. you know, like, especially if it's the night, yeah. like, you know, which like I do have, you know, three, I have three different nights a week actually in my schedule that are scheduled for specific like Saturday nights. Specifically, I try to get in um, gaming with my friend group who I met specifically yeah. online. Totally. Like, and I, I try, we try to game on that night and sometimes we game on other nights, like me and that yeah. friend group, but we always try to hit Saturday yeah. night together, like to be sure. Um, or at least that's a very recent thing. I can't say we've done that with any form of consistency for over right. a long period, but that's what we're going for right now. And then it's like Monday night. I got it with my, like one of my best friends. We play fucking, I think right now we're playing Elder Scrolls, but we might just, I don't even know. We ran into some trouble with that the other night, so we might switch it up, you know? And then on Thursday nights, which is tonight, I'm fucking playing Baldur's Gate with my yeah. buddy Brandon. And we might start that at 5 p.m., but we might not start until 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And on those times when we start later, it's like, yeah, I'm liable to go until fucking 1 a.m., 3, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You are liable. I'm about to, like, you know, <laughs> fucking A. So, there are times when I, I, I could use a little more rigidity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do enjoy the fluctuation, I think, like, especially um, when it comes to, you know, sp like, spending some time with somebody and doing yeah. something with somebody, right? Like, yesterday, for example, we were... Well, on the hike, right? Like, um, and Emily was planning on actually that she was supposed to hang out with her cousin that day when her cousin got done with school or whatever. Um, her cousin hit her up and got out way earlier than she was planning, like hours earlier, got done with nice. her stuff. And, but it, we were mid hike at that point, oh, right? And then, gotcha. so Emily was like, oh, yeah. So she just decided to go home. And she lives like, you know, um, an hour south of us, basically. Oh, okay. And uh, so I think, I'm pretty sure, maybe 45 minutes. Um, so she's like, yeah, um, she just didn't want to wait around, you know? And like, she's like, and I didn't want to leave cause I'm having a good time right now. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I like that, you know, like I like like, oh, Hey, even if, even if this other thing is su supposed to be going on or even if, oh, well I set a two hour timer that I can play with my friend who I only get to do this with once a week. Cause he actually lives in a different state. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm not going to be there at that two hour mark. If we're, if we're going strong and we're both really awake yeah. and having a good time, like, yeah. I'm not going to be, oh, the two hour timer went off, <laughs> like, instantly yeah, close everything. Yeah, close it out. <laughs> Fuck you, Brandon. See you later. You know, like, Shout I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be there like that. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to be having a good time. Right. And yeah. like, we might not make it to two hours before one of us is like, dude, I'm so tired. I got to yeah. go to bed or like, actually, Hey, like, I need to go right now or whatever. Right. Like, or maybe we go three and a half. Right. Like it's. I like I like the the looseness and like the the fluctuation for that right like because yeah. especially if it's you know like if it's something that I'm looking to grow from or um it's something that I want to grow with right like and like a person fits that 
um, box in my mind, like of somebody, something I want to grow with, right? Like anytime I interact with somebody, I hope that we're like experiencing growth in some form, whether that's just us growing closer together because yeah. we're spending time or we're experiencing some actual personal growth mm -hmm. from our interaction, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's what I want. So I want there to be room for that to, uh, kind of extend, right? I don't know. I don't want there to be a lot of like tightness around that. Right? Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Well, it takes a long time to master a friendship with just one person. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much I really believe in like, you need 10,000 hours to master something. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you can be dedicated. I think you can, if you're trying something out and then you're like, okay, I did this. Mm. What did I do wrong? Or yeah, where are the yeah, areas yeah. I can improve? If you're actively really trying to improve at something, you improve much faster. Yeah. And and I think relationships are in a similar vein where it's like, okay, this is a relationship I really care about. I'm going to spend more time with this person because yeah. I want this relationship to develop. I want it to grow. Yeah. And you think about how much time you have every day, every week, every year, you don't have a lot of time to develop hundreds of relationships with people. No. You have time to develop solid relationships with a few people. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be a long time before I spend 10,000 hours with you, Alex. Yeah. Very long time. Maybe not that long. Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I mean, perspective in, in, no, in a yeah. perspective sense, like years. Yeah. Years yeah. and years and years. A lot so, longer than it'll take like Emily. Yeah. And you're spending, you know, a lot of time every day with Emily, like yeah. just inherently because you live with her. Exactly. And... And even then, how much of that time are you actively devoting to growing that relationship? And yeah. I, could, I could say the same thing for Rachel and I. It's totally, like totally. the amount of time that Rachel and I are actively spending growing our relationship and talking to each other in like a really in-depth, meaningful way mm -hmm. is maybe not even 10% of our time yeah. that we spend yeah. together. Like that's yeah. probably realistic. Well, I think a lot of that, um, I, I, I think like that's a, a realistic and okay thing to, yeah. to express and to like, to be experiencing. Cause I, um, not that you were saying that it wasn't, um, yeah. but because I think a lot of that takes place in the, in the formative stages of mm -hmm. the relationship, right. Of like, absolutely really kind of like learning, um, what things are expected and what works and what makes them feel certain things and all that jazz. It's like, and of course you pick up more of that as time goes on, we pick up more and more of the nuanced and in-depth things and maybe things that were buried that maybe they even, they didn't know, but then like they kind yeah. of discovered through their interactions with you and your guys' experiences together. Um, so, but I think it's, I think that's about right. You know, it's like, and of course, like it's, it's I don't want to say impossible, but um, maybe exhausting, I guess, to to try to be in a growth mindset a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, right. Like it's like you think of like a, a, a you know trees. Like if the sun was shining all day mm -hmm. and all night, and the sun never went down. Yeah, right. Like some plants would get tired. Like plants need rest. Humans need rest. Right. Like you, I think you do need like you do need like a reprieve from from looking at and from like, you know, taking a stance and being like, how can I analyze and like improve? And, and how can I, how can I grow this thing? And like, right. Like I think there, there's moments where it's like, yeah, of course, like 
where you guys are just living your lives. Like you guys are just having dinner and being like, how's your day? I miss you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, even though in one sense that itself is growing your relationship because this is something that's like kind of cool is that like anytime you're interacting with somebody, you are growing your relationship because that's adding to the pool of memories yeah. that builds your relationship, right? Like, cause that totally. is like, in a, in a sense, like that is your relationship with somebody is, is mm -hmm. this pool of memories, I think. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that, that, that can speak a little to why some people, um, why for some people it's hard to still feel a closeness to somebody yeah. if they haven't seen them in a long time. Mm -hmm. If if there's not a fresh pool of memories to pull from, yeah. maybe they feel a detachment or they assume that the other person also feels a detachment and they're like, oh, this person must not give a shit anymore because we haven't spoken in three years. Yeah. Um, and so there's nothing for me to pull from. And like, but then, and then like, but then there's other people who maybe they have no problem pulling from old pools. Like, yeah. right. Like, uh, and that's personally, I feel like I fall into that category. But like I have no issue pulling from a really old pool. Yeah. Pool. If I run into somebody who I've, I've had a lot of really good experiences with in another lifetime basically you know like yeah. in another time that's totally feels very far removed from where i am currently and where i've been for the past two or three years um you know it's like i still there's still pools that are distant that i yeah. can that i can pull from when i i concur come across completely them. um no chlorine no bleach i'm yeah. like dirty pool water i'm fine with it like <laughs> they were good memories yeah you know yeah um so it's cool it's cool to think like yeah anytime you even if you're not consciously like, how can I improve yeah. and grow this relationship in a, in a constructive way or whatever, even if you're not consciously thinking those things and analyzing and looking for ways to be better or, or improve or whatever, the, the simple just act of being mm -hmm. with somebody and interacting with somebody, right? Like every time we get together for a podcast, it's like another fucking coin in our little pool pond of mm -hmm. memories, you know, it's like, totally. um, another drop to the bucket kind yeah. of thing but in a positive light right like yeah um i think it's those a lot of those smaller moments too the more passive moments where it might just be a routine of like hey how's your day yeah um little things like that can create like that emotional nostalgia in yeah. the future too yeah and like even after like somebody might not be in your life anymore you can just like have these little moments of like oh like I'm doing this thing that I always used to do with this person and it's just like a nice memory. And yeah. like, it reminds me of like the opportunity I had to grow a relationship with that person. Yeah. And it was really cool. Yeah. Mm. Man. It's a good shit. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful moment to wrap things up and yeah say hello to the next week and um yeah it's it's really cool that you brought all that stuff up kind of reminds me of like art a little bit in the way it's like you know you could be practicing a new concept in art every single time that you're working on art you could be doing figure drawings you could be critiquing your work and then you could be drawing still life stuff and and just every single time you work on art, you're just trying to advance as far as possible. You're going to get burnt out. You're yeah. going to get sick of art. You're not going to like doing it anymore. Every now and then you kind of just got to sit down, say, screw the routine today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to make whatever the heck I want. Yeah. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I'm just yeah. going to get stuff down on paper and 
and just enjoy the the art journey today yeah and just have a good time yeah this is your reminder to just have a good time it's okay to surrender yourself it's okay to let go it's okay to have a good time thanks for coming peace 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 peace, peace.